everyone recording? Yeah. Hey, welcome. Well, welcome to the free episode of the. What? What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? You asked if everybody was recording. I I'm not recording. Do my. How many fucking times? I'm beginning to think you're serious. I'm honestly, Greg. I'm beginning to think he's serious. That he said everybody. Anthony, you and I can't record. Okay. We okay, cannot. I think I got it. Okay. Greg and Dan record. What do you mean you think you got it? With no I recording mean, ever. We'll see. No. no. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, well, then we don't, we won't know going forward, but pretty, pretty sure I got it locked in. No, we do know going forward. You and I don't record. Greg records as the backup. Dan is the primary recorder. That's it. That's the end of it. That's a lot of, oh, fuck. Um, that takes a lot of pressure off me. That's great. I, if there was pressure on you, <laughs> I, what other pressures do you have that we don't know about? What other pressures of things that you've never had to deal with in your life are you dealing with? You in dealing terms with- of the recording process? I don't know, man. In terms, in terms of the fact that you thought you should have been yeah. thinking about recording for seven years. Well, you well, saying... Well, seven years. Just the past couple of months. You saying this takes the pressure off you is like a guy who's just at home watching a baseball game and then, and then they put a pinch hitter in and he goes, huh, that really took the pressure off me to drive the runners home. No, you were never in the game, man. You were, there was never pressure. You never know when they call. You never know when the Yankees might call and they might go, man, we'll got, maybe we're down to the end. We, maybe we'll get that fan. I would argue, I would argue, and I'm not a sports guy, so I'll have to take a back seat to this if you guys know more. But I don't know that they ever called anyone who they had never scouted or seen or known before in a sporting event. They generally don't do that. That's true. Uh, but, you know, they got, you got to have a first for everything. Oh, boy. Anyway. I would say you could probably find an instance in some sport – it would have to be like pre-1920. I bet you could find some instance of them being like, yeah, old, old, old <laughs> oily smelters drunk again and, and uh, Reginald Sticky Fingers never showed up. How about that boy there in the front row? He looks, you know, like I bet yeah. it happened at some but- point. Sure, that was major, never in Major League or the NBA. It happens in, uh, you know, when you're playing on the street with your friends and then Sal doesn't show up because he's kissing a girl in a closet. So you go, I call the nerd in. That's the only time. It doesn't happen over 16, at the age of 16. No, but I'm arguing pre, well, pre-1920, I bet it happened in one of the major sports leagues. I bet they were like, we need a guy. Get a guy. <laughs> Anthony? I mean, they had the replacement players for that one season. For a, yeah, but, not the whole season, but, but we're they not were. people called on the phone. They were not people. They were not just sitters and homers. Those were people who were in the minor leagues yeah. or friends of friends or nepotism. Well, let's say that those guys decided not to play. I'm just saying it could happen. Unlikely, <laughs> sure, but it could happen. I'm saying that it's more likely that you'll be asked. It's more likely that they'll get a garbage man who's never played baseball to jump into the major leagues than ever than it will ever be for you to be asked to record this podcast. 
And what I'm saying is that's such a load of pressure that's taken off me right there in that sentence. And even yeah, and the way you just said it, it's so much more because the likelihood is so little. Do you know what I mean? Uh, again, yeah, I would again like to repeat what I said. It is more likely for the hmm. NBA to grab a, the garbage man who's bringing garbage, who's never been seen by the NBA, mm. than for me to ask you to record this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Those garbage men might be pretty good, though, because they're so used to tossing garbage sure. in the truck. And they so. have a better chance of playing on the Celtics than you do of having to record this podcast. And I'm saying that's such great news. <laughs> For, gar for garbage men everywhere. Never yeah, give up fold, on your yes. dreams. Oh, and yeah, for yeah, you. And for well, you, yes. I know it is not my dream to hit record on the podcast. <laughs> that would add a tremendous amount of stress to my already boilerplate. So when, I'm uh, so happy to not have it, is what I'm saying. No, I know. I get it. When, uh, when the baseball players went on strike, yeah. uh, Tom Candiotti, who is a, a great pitcher. Uh, I know, Tom. It was just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It seems like we make a lot of money already. I'm going to keep pitching. And, uh, and then no one spoke to him for the rest of his career because oh. he was a scab. He kept playing with the replacements because he was like, we're going on strike. We're Major League Baseball. I make $3 million. <laughs> yeah. <Can laughs> and I, then literally I... no one ever spoke to him in the locker room for the rest of his career because he was a can scab. I sit I, I, can I say this, man? That's very freeing for Tom Candiotti. Do you know what I mean? He's just yeah. like, well, yes. he's going to talk to me anyway. Guess who's going to fuck all your wives? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I no longer have to worry it. about being any of your friends. Yeah, you know, totally. Birthdays. I don't have to worry about presents. You don't yeah. have to worry about being rude. Guess who didn't think the Newtown shooting was real? <laughs> Guess who didn't even think the town of Newtown was real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't put, pitch a I didn't pitch a great game. Guess everyone's gonna be equally mad at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, no pressure on the, yeah. on, the on the pendant. Yeah. The pendant yeah, or pendant? Because you get a pendant, right? You the don't pendant. get a pendant. You get a pennant. But yeah. what you could do? Nice if you got a pendant. You could. I bet you could request uh, if the team as a whole. Because what's interesting. And I think we've talked about this before. The whole ring thing is a bit of a sham. Uh, the, the league's not giving anyone rings. The, the owner of the team buys the rings if you win a World Series or a yeah. Super Bowl. So I bet if the team got together and as a full unit went to the owner and said, hey, man, none of us want rings. We want pendants. Yes. I think you have to get the pendant because it is, uh, you know, what's, what's that? What's it to him? He's paying the same money. I would also argue that the worst team in the league could all just say to the owner, hey, we want rings. So <laughs> if you want us to play at yeah. all, you also have to buy us rings. They're not earned. <laughs> You're buying them. Just buy us rings. What would they say? Because the World Series rings obviously says World Series champion 2019. What would these guys' rings say? say I love you. I love you. I love all of you. <laughs> <laughs> They're really hard. They're all very special to me. <laughs> Could, would it be possible if they gave them the world series rings in the beginning of the season because then they would be like you better win the title or else you got this stupid ring it doesn't mean anything oh you're saying like, you know you ring is like a, a yeah, motivation like, tool 
Yeah, like when your mom is like, I'm going to get you your birthday present now, you better be good. And you better be yes. away. And then, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. This is big. You buy the rings in the beginning of the season, and at the end of the season, you don't have a championship like parade. You have a parade where every other team has to be stripped of their rings. give us our ring back that solves my problem because i was gonna say you're dealing with risky business there because i know professional athletes and uh you give them a ring at the beginning of the season and then uh they don't win the championship good luck getting the ring back because those those are valuable rings they're just gonna say you gave me a ring i don't care i don't care if i didn't win it's got diamonds in it and shit i'm gonna sell it yeah maybe that's yeah, maybe it's written in their contract or something. Yeah, it could you be. You have to give the ring back. But it's a shitty we'll to thing court. to do. But it's they such all such a shitty thing to do. They all ignored those. Like they all got they all got the no no riding a motorcycle thing in their contract. They're on motorcycles all the time. Speaking of Dennis Rodman, yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> he was known for it. Then no Carmen Electra him, policy. Yeah, he drove himself. Yeah. A game night fought the world champion at WCW in the NW. He turned. <laughs> he became part of the NWO, not during a game. That is so crazy that yeah, Dennis Rodman in the playoffs went turned heel. Yeah, that whole game, I was worried about him turning to the Utah Jazz because of what he had done. I thought uh, you should. He he just did it last night. He's bound to do it here. Bow to bow 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 to bow bow. Um, I got a story when you guys are ready. I don't know if we're you still jamming on this. It's funny. Yes. And I would like to hear, I just have one thing, last thing to yeah. say about that. It's like Rodman doing that was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm sure there was like some, like, I'm sure like Scott Burrell was like, all right, if Rodman's doing that, then I'm going to my rollerblading club. And, <laughs> yeah. and then he came back and they were like, Scott Burrell, you're off the team. Did they kick well, him off the team? You know what I mean? Like I'm. Sure, no, 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 right, I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because me and my brother got kicked off the. Uh, a- Anthony's left. Uh, me and my brother got kicked off that when I was. A, <laughs> no, I'm back. When I, I was got a, a FaceTime call. When I was a freshman and he was a junior, <laughs> my dad kicked us off the high school soccer team. My dad was the coach for for getting into a fist fight at practice. Uh, then all of a sudden. Come big game Friday night. Turns out my brother's suspension is lifted. Mine still in place. No explanation. They just yeah, needed yeah. him. He was better yeah. at that point. I'm See, still suspended. <laughs> that's what they say with this COVID thing. They keep saying how many, how much money is a life worth? You know, like for us to go back to work. And it's a funny argument because then it's like, how many rebounds is turning to the NWO worth? You know, like, because yeah. Scott Burrell can't turn the end up. <laughs> but if you look, if you get seven right, 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 right. rebounds in two games, then you know yeah. you can you know you can you can throw a spear into an open coffee shop or whatever. Yeah, it's like they've unlocked privileges. Yes, no, no, yes. spear into an open coffee shop. I think you're 100 percent right. But yeah, no, they they've unlocked certain privileges by performing so well. Yeah, Michael Jordan was smoking cigars mid game. Sounds like Randy Brown could do that. Yeah, there was a moment where Phil in the documentary where I know it's the coach before Phil shares a Coca-Cola mid-game with Michael Jordan. I go, you don't see this anymore. You don't see people drinking Coca-Cola classic. That might have been new Coke. Maybe they wanted to taste it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
um yeah i guess that's what's nice about being an only child i never had that moment with a brother do you know what i mean well don't think it's just being an only child it's really a very rare occurrence where your dad suspends you both from a team and then lets the other guy back on it's not a normal family occurrence that's uh, the behavior of a lunatic uh Guess what? Your suspension <laughs> is lifted. What's the explanation? None. No explanation. <laughs> we had that in my house. Very similar to it's my so, house. Go ahead, Anthony, because I'm, I'm going into somewhere else. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. That was fine. Greg? Okay. <laughs> Remember we talked we talked yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This say, was go, go. I'm not I'm a tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I just but I didn't I was uh, going yeah. somewhere else. This was just a it's a very similar to Brendan's move we had in my house where uh Christmas presents would be handed out and Monica would have a uh, three or four Christmas presents. Joe, one big Christmas present, and then Greg would get a card that says, Sorry, we didn't have a lot of money this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on with the bread? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you should be grateful. You should be grateful you got a card. Yeah. <laughs> you don't we donated your Christmas presents. We donated your Christmas presents to the Monica Fund. <laughs> so that's good we for you. We thought that's what you kid. would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, before that's we got to – oh, go ahead, why, Anthony. That's why – and I, I think maybe I said this a week ago or something. Kids need a union. Yeah, it's the kids' union. You never said that in your life. No. But I love it. <laughs> kids' union? Yeah, open it up, man. That's yeah. like a – because hold, so on, many, hold on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is too good. Hang on to this. Let me just get the business out of the way. I'm trying to get back on track of a, being a little better about the business. Is that uh, Tuesday? Uh, yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Rad Dude Cast. Do not forget that for the duration of quarantine and probably past, we are now offering. <laughs> I'll be doing it forever. I don't know we are now offering yeah. uh, three. <laughs> Three extra episodes a week. For $5, you get one. For $10 per month, you get two. For $15 a month, you get three extra episodes. That's on patreon.com slash rad dude cast. It's really, we're churning out content. We appreciate all of you who signed up. If you haven't, talk to someone that has because it's fantastic. And then we haven't said this in forever, but uh, – we could use your help by taking a pause the podcast right now. I know wherever you get the podcast, rate it, review it, and subscribe to it. If you like it, if you like it, if you don't like it, you're a madman for listening. But, uh, you know, take a little time to do that. Anthony, back to you with the kids' wait, wait, union. Wait. Last episode's was so funny. So just letting everyone know, last night's episode was very, was very funny. We had, we had some, a lot of funny things happen. I thought yesterday's episode was great. Before we get to the kids, it was, it was great, and we got um, even people outside the podcast said it was great. Yeah, that's why I was saying it because I I always think this is like the best, but people were like, I mean, I was that was the best. Yeah, yeah, so, and that one you got to pay for. So you know, so if you want to hear how great that last one is, you got to shell out some dough. And speaking on to what Brandon was saying, we'll probably be doing this forever. Yeah. beyond quarantine because we can't go on the road forever <laughs> there's no way to make money anymore yeah. there's zero way i just had a weekend in july in nebraska cancel on me just to give you an idea of how dire things are is really? that true nebraska. yeah oh wow because my uh, my uh 
end of June stuff in Oklahoma and Arkansas is looking like it's a go. <laughs> this is when you can see the red state, blue states, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Nebraska ain't exactly blue, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I, judging by just where it is and what they do, I don't think so. <laughs> this is one of them ones, you know those ones that are blue and you don't realize? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, weird yeah. out here, man. Yeah. From what I found being in a, in Nebraska, the one time I was there for a weekend, they who they hate the most are people from Missouri. So they're very localized. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not. You don't have to worry about them hating like uh, black people or gay people. They really just care about yeah. Missouri. It's because so there's I, less people of, there. Because there's so little people there that they all specifically hate specific people from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Ted hates Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they haven't moved on to black people. They're they're busy with Ted. Yeah, I tried to do a riff in Nebraska and Omaha one time that was very poorly received. Uh, someone had told me one of the guys working at the club had told me because um, I was talking about how it's crazy coming from Cleveland, where like professional sports is are everything, and it's just always interesting to me on the road. Where like if you get down south or to certain Midwestern places, like college sports are yeah. everything. Like they don't give a shit about professional at all, which is always weird to me because I'm like, why don't you watch the better sports? Like you know they're yeah. they're better, they're way better. But um, uh, this guy told me that when uh, Nebraska, the Cornhusker football team loses, uh, there's a huge spike in uh, domestic violence incidents, which is horrible and sad. But I tried to riff on stage where I go, that is horrible, it's sad, but I feel like it's pretty good halftime speech material. You know, like, like, well, we're down seven, boys. Guess you don't care about your mothers. You know, <laughs> nobody laughed. And everyone done just stared at me. And I go, I don't hit women under the act. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to Anthony's unionizing children. Yes. Um, because so many things happen to kids without... You know, like your dad, you were saying, Brendan, where your dad was just like, he's playing and you're not. Your bedtime's 930. Yeah. Because I said, like, all those things just happen and kids have no recourse whatsoever. But if they had a union they and they had a rep. set of laws in mm, place, yeah. then they could just refer to that. Yeah. A rep. When your teacher yes. is like, yo, you're clearly picking on me. I'm cl- I need to go speak to my rep. You'd think yes. your rep is that is the guidance counselor. But they're working uh-huh. for the man. That's like when you go yeah, to HR man, at your job yeah. and you're like, hey, <laughs> this fucking, this, this, I, uh, you know, I, I can't work here anymore. And they're like, well, you're fired. And it's like, well, I thought you were my guy. No, we yes. need a specific kids rep. Are they an adult or are they a kid? That's, is it your babysitter? Like, who, who do we get to be the union rep? For See, children? this is going to uh, be the problem. Anybody who becomes union rep as an adult for the children, everyone's going to assume they're a pedophile. Um, which is no, no, be- no. The union <laughs> rep's got to be a kid. You can't be a kid. You can't yeah. have uh, uh, adult. Uh, the adults are out. The no adults involved in this union. Uh, now, and I think yeah. every age group gets their own rep. You know what I mean? Because you're going to run into that problem. Of course. Well, it's like uh, you've got your auto workers union. You've got your food <laughs> right, handlers right, union. Right, you know, you've got right. your twelve year olds. And the other thing is <laughs> unions. Yeah, yeah. Unions handle disputes between workers. That could be good too because. One thing that bothered me as a kid, 
you're automatically signed up for a lot of games you didn't agree to play. Totally. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my God. Tell you know, him. The, fucking go, man. The, the whole thing about, like, hey, you looked at the circle on my knee. Now I punch you. <laughs> I, oh, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say I was playing that game. What are you yeah. talking about? Or, like, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. No, I don't. I don't even yeah. have any money. I don't even yep. have any money. Yeah, that's where your union rep could step in. Yeah. And be like, yeah. you know, according to the bylaws of being 12, his kid is safe from this game. <laughs> yeah. You can well, eat your mustard sandwich in peace, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your mustard sandwich. The kids would like just condiment. That's what kids are. And kids will be like, they're like foo-foo about shit, but it's not like uh, medium-rare steak. It's like, mm, I like turkey with no meat or cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A.O. Yeah. on bread. Well, yeah. can, I tell you, can I tell you how the mustard sandwich happened as well? Sure. Further union developments. Because the kid goes, I want a mustard sandwich. And the mom goes, you can't have a mustard sandwich. I made you this. And the kid goes, but I want a mustard sandwich. And then the union rep for food stuff with kids steps in and sure. goes, this kid can have a mustard sandwich. Yeah. It's not too debilitating nutrient-wise. See, I would argue that but then they, the parents are also going to have a re- – so I, I got to say that I think that the kid's rep <laughs> needs to be an adult, but it needs to be a trusted adult like a Mr. Okay. Rogers type mm. because a kid is not smart enough to argue for the thing, right? So no. you get – uh, let, Greg, well, let Greg go a little bit more. I know, I, I know. I interrupted dead. him. I'm, I'm just, I'm full of debate here. <laughs> I'm full of debate, and I interrupted you, and I apologize, sir. That does not follow the rules of debate. I interrupted you with a noise. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So you want the kid? You want the kid to? You need an adult who is going to look out for the welfare, and a, a kid, uh, an adult the kids trust, right? So you mm. want to get someone who's like, but because of that, I understand the pedophile thing. So I do want to say that we're also going to have to have a task force. <laughs> that looks at these people 24 hours a day. So as the child rep, you are assigned a secret service, but the secret service isn't looking to protect you. They're just eyeballing every text message, everything you do. This is a man or woman, 24 hour a day. Or maybe like a dog, a dog who can sniff out bombs, but he mm. sniffs out dirty thoughts from a man, right? And they're assigned this, this dog to be with them if you're going to be the rep for the kids. Can I... Can I say this? If the kids' union um, is the catalyst that creates the invention of the pedophile sniffing dog, it was all worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, Brendan, go ahead. Well, he, you won me over with the pedophile sniffing dog and the task force because that was going to be my issue. My issue was going to be let's just find the smartest kid, that kid that wants to be some, you know, the nerd. He's the rep. <laughs> That you know, the the it, like you know, go for the genius school kids, because because like you gave Mr. Rogers an example, and here's the problem when you're looking for these Mr. Rogers. It's like take Mr. Rogers for example, that guy, hero, wonderful yeah. man, wonderful man, uh, uh, proponent for children, uh, just a, a beautiful man, but all the symptoms of a pedophile. He just turned out not to be one, but he had every symptom there was, you know, bachelor, former minister, zip up, zip up sweaters, talks real quiet, feeds his fishes, best friend, Mr. McFeely, a lot of, a lot of red flags. So I'm saying it's going to be hard to find the Mr. Rogers because they, they do look like the, the wrong thing. That's the circle that overlaps the circle, right? If you want to get a kid, you got to <laughs> act like Mr. Rogers. So That's the thing. No. 
to be that way so you never know who the the same thing in comedy right? oh you're talking chicken or the egg mm -hmm. yes it's a very chicken or egg situation <laughs> yeah. you get these comedians who are like oh like they're likable on stage but they just know that's how they have to act mm -hmm. and when they're off stage they don't look they look past you they're looking for amy schumer these people are fucking monsters but they would have never gotten that far in comedy if they didn't know how to fucking lie to your face and make you think right. you were a, you were they actually wanted to be your friend that's just personal shit i'm bringing in right now but i didn't sound like it to me <laughs> completely <laughs> random yeah yeah it sounded, sounded pretty random especially <laughs> the specifics um uh, can I, this is off topic, but I just wanted to say one thing, and I think, Greg, you hit it right on the head. we got to stop calling it a Venn diagram, and we got to call it a circle on circle thing. Hmm. Circle on circle makes way more yeah. sense. It makes way more circle. sense. It's way less pretentious. It's exactly what it is. That's a blue-collar description of a Venn diagram. Well, yes. I think it's just Venn invented it, it would be my guess. Well, he wants so much credit, uh, but he didn't invent the circle, so fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy circle is like, <laughs> fucking kidding me? He just, yeah. took my, he just took two of my circles, and now he's calling it a Venn? That's two Jimmy circles. Shapes need their own union. <laughs> <laughs> so back um, to kids' union, yeah. if no, we will. Because I think yes, yes. there's a lot of ironing out to do here. Uh, <laughs> because I think it works. I think that there's like kids just get fucked all the time. Yeah. And, you know, by, you know, not in like the worst. We look out for them for pedophilia, but we Obviously. don't look out That's for them. That's why we them. have the dogs. Exactly. The pedophile. <laughs> or look, I like the dog thing, but I also like a man who is hired to stare at you for 24 hours a day and follow you wherever <laughs> you go. And he goes, he's, you know, like, we used to have those, and Brendan knows those, we had them in, uh, you have a great story about one. We had them in the hospital when we had the people on suicide watch. Sure. The guy who just stares at you all day, and then you just, he just can't go to sleep. <laughs> he can't sleep. It's the worst. <laughs> the worst job in the world. And I, yeah. yeah. Uh, but here, here's the thing. We gotta be really careful, okay? We gotta be very careful, because a lot of these dogs, they look the same. You know what yeah. I mean? You got your bomb-sniffing dogs, your cancer-sniffing dogs, your cadaver dogs. Now we're adding pedophile dogs. And what the pedophiles are going to start doing is trying to say, ah, this sucks. I got cancer, it turns out, because the dog's barking at me. I got, uh, I got yeah. leukemia. Yeah. And it's I like, no. We kept the dogs straight. Don't fucking try and change dogs on us. <laughs> or he's like, yeah, I am. I'm a suicide bomber. You got me. <laughs> like, no, nobody. We kept the dogs separate. Also, <laughs> next time you're at the airport, next time you're at the airport and you see the dog walking by, fun game is to go, hey, that's not a pedophile sniffing dog, is it? Because <laughs> you got to tell me if it is. You're legally obligated to tell me if it is. And I do like the idea of these uh, pedophiles who are stuffing their pockets full of bombs at airports just so when they get caught, they can go, you got me, guys. I'm a yeah. terrorist, and I'm certainly not a pedophile. Now take me to a little room. Must be all this heroin I have in my ass. Yeah. And then that's uh, the only thing that's been in my ass. And then the uh, and then the and then the handler is like, you know, it would have worked if you just put a dog treat in your pocket. You have to go down for twenty five years for heroin possession. You, you could have bought some Jif. Yeah. 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 Also, we'll tell you this, brother. When we 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 get a lot of your kinds. When you get to prison, they're gonna know. <laughs> yeah they're, they're gonna know man we know yeah. how you're in here um oh. so if 
going back to the kids union thing, I guess what would be in your experiences, the times in that my, you were, hang on. What in our experience, we are talking about a children's union. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah, go ahead well, and say we have none. Well, hang on, Greg. Oh, hang on. And right. no, no, that was, that was fun. Um, I guess as, as a child, when were you like, man, that's when I put a you the kids union. Well, I will say this. Uh, one thing that is happening uh, right now that they're finding is more effective, right? Is a much sh shorter, but more breaks in the school year. So in other words, they're uh, slowly, they're slowly moving towards uh, almost a, a, a year round schooling, but you get much more, many more breaks that are like a week or two weeks instead of the big summer break, because they're finding kids don't retain a lot of information over that two and a half month break. I think yeah. this would be a moment for the kids <laughs> to step in and say, we don't give a shit if we're not retaining the, we're not retaining the information. We want the goddamn summer break. That's we live for summer. You're going to take the best weather of the year and just say, here's two weeks off we you're in school all Great the point. time. Take Great this point. to my union rep because no one's asking the kids about this. Mm -hmm. I would Great argue. Point. I want to say one, then I want to just pivot, if you don't mind. I'm sorry. I got a lot to say here. One <laughs> is studies have been shown, literal studies have been shown that homework does not help. Homework does mm. nothing to help anyone. The reunion rep needs to step in and go, we're done with homework. You've done the studies. Stop giving us homework. It doesn't work. We're done. Now. I would I would agree. Let me jump in. I would, would agree if you can show me these studies. Uh, this is legit. This is legit. Studies, I'm on board. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Schools in general that have stopped doing homework because they're like, oh, kids learn nothing from homework. They learn nothing. It just makes them crazy. It makes parents crazy. We're ruining their lives with homework. But fuck it. We're giving them homework because we hate them. Um, if you have Damn. anything else to go on homework but I want to pivot somewhere else, but go ahead. If the, I mean, well, I would say if the kids union could stop mm -hmm. homework, wow, that would be such a monumental victory. I also, I, I would I, run I, as head of the union on that platform. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and that's, and that is exactly, <laughs> well, that's Greg, no more homework. Well, yeah. here's the I'm thing. I'm 38. This is why, <laughs> this is why <laughs> you don't feel weird, but I got Larry watching my back. He knows I'm not a pedophile. And this is the power <laughs> Get the this dogs. Is, this is the this is the power of unions. This is the power what unions were designed for because okay. to make change all you have to do now that you have a union is say, "Hey, guess what? No one did their homework. What are you going to do? We we're all stop doing cuz that's it's like a strike. It's <laughs> yeah, a homework yeah. It's a homework yeah. strike. Yeah. And then you say, well, you're going to fail us all? Okay, we all come back next year, and we keep not doing their homework. And then you got fucking Tom Candiotti's son doing his homework. And <laughs> 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 hey, this kid's going, we got enough free time as it is. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a millionaire. Tell you this, and the parents go, fine, well, no one's getting birthday presents. Then I, as the union head, go, children, we're all getting on a bus. We're all, we're all walking. We're walking out on parents, and we're going to move to my island where I am king. Where I, where it's in a kid's run island. Where I, where, okay, that, yeah. That, all right, yeah, well, that, and guess what? 
No dogs allowed on Kid Island. No, and no questions asked about it. <laughs> no Larry. No, <laughs> no Larry. Now, I want to bring up another point. Because of Kids yes. Union, let's take yeah. it to the next level, right? Union, we figured that out. That's done. We can go back, <laughs> but it's done. I want to bring a new manager. But you'd be a fucking idiot if you went back, because it's done. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying I opened, but I'm also going to bring up a new point, which yeah. is chill managers for children, right? When I was a kid, I had so many great talents, but I was a South End kid, the North End, all the cool kids. Ah, yes, I want yes. a manager who's out there, and he, he put me in the spotlight being like, all right, look. <laughs> Greg, we're throwing like a, a comic book gala. You're going to be the head of it. We're going to make you look good. I want, you know, like an agent who's getting me like, all right, we can get you on the team. You know, we, managers and agents for children to start making them the cool kids in high school. They could take 10% of my French fries at lunch. Here's the problem. Here. <laughs> As always, I have to be the stick in the mud on this podcast. We've got to figure it out, and I need you to help me figure it out. I don't know that it is because obviously the kids' union – is in the best interest of the kids. The kids are going to want to unionize, right? Mm -hmm. That yes. makes sense. The managers and agents, obviously there are managers and agents for children, just not for what you're wanting. There's, there's, yes. you know, I there's, an agent who goes, there's child stars goes and goes, I need to get my kid in this sleepover. Right. Okay. <laughs> that, this the, is really going to work for him, okay? The, the problem with that is going to be, is going to be <laughs> like, like you said, it's going to be funding. Okay, you're good. Not a lot of agents out there. You basically what you're going to have to find, Greg, and I'm not saying it's undoable. You're going to have to find a homeless guy that's not crazy. So one that's kind of he can talk. You, you, you dress him up kind of nice. And he's going to be the kind of guy that will do these things for, hey, man, I'll give you 10 percent of whatever the candy is, whatever the pizza is at this sleepover. I give you two slices. He'll be on board for that because you're not going to get a working adult to, to, to work for free for, well, for 10 percent of children's. Uh, <laughs> for this, for the manager and agent. That can be children who do those jobs because I'll be honest, the job of manager and agent can be done by a child. So, whereas I would, Damn, I would Brumi, you got them, gun, you got that gunshot soundboard. Wow, gotta pick up the phone, huh? Man, whereas I think the union should be done by an adult because they need power and strength and they know how to run whatever. But but we could have just some snidey little kid walking over, you know, to a surprise party. And he's like, I got a guy. He makes these parties better, you know, like. <laughs> And a manager just being like, where do you want your childhood to go? You know, like, what are you your, thinking about, yeah, yeah. you know, after school sports, what are you thinking about? Does your boy do uh, tumble salts? Because <laughs> my boy does tumble salts. <laughs> yeah. Front handsprings, you name it. I got a girl who could do two flips and not complain about it. <laughs> I don't know if this is a sketch or a TV show or a six-part movie. But <laughs> kid six manager. Six-part movie. Six-part <laughs> movie. <laughs> This is a sketch. Kid manager is a sketch. Um, yeah, that's it. That's on that. Unless you guys got more. Now, the problem is one thing we do have to address. You're anti-kid, man. I'm pro-kid. I'm 100% pro-kid. Really pro but something that we need to take on, and it's serious. I'd like to get serious. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. But do you think, because this is right to what you're saying, do you think pedophiles ever came out and were like, hey, we're not, we got to get rid of the word pedophile is dirty. We're now, we're calling ourselves pro-children. We are pro-kids. <laughs> you know, try to add light to it. Sorry, Brendan. Well, that's like uh, Nambla. They tried yes. that. Oh, right. 
But that well, sounds the, even worse. The North American Man Boy Love Association. That's insane. That is a, absolutely insane that that's like a real organization. Hey, so we got to clean up our image. Yeah. <laughs> you don't the problem, we can't give them a dot com. What'd you say? <laughs> the problem with the pro kids thing is uh, it, w- the people that are going to fight it are professional kids who are already called pro kids. Mm. Oh, okay. Brendan, I did cut you off severely with that. And <laughs> well, I, Anthony, Anthony, what you said I thought was very funny, but I got so in my head about really shutting down, stopping, <laughs> putting the stop on Brendan's. Brendan, back. Here, let me get the energy going. And Brendan! I need no energy. I need no energy for this because the dire situation. It's a serious and it's, a, it's an element we need to address before the ball gets rolling, okay? Un- a union forms. What immediately happens next? Oh, the mafia moves in. The mafia starts sniffing around. And you think yeah. they're not going to be all over the kids' union trying to I- infiltrate, trying to take <laughs> their cut? They get their, do they hold back the kids on whatever they want? Ah, oh, you want to you, you wanna, you wanna, uh, feed the kids pizza for lunch? You better use sales. Otherwise, they're not eating. <laughs> Yeah, no, otherwise, that, otherwise, Santa Claus ain't coming this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wake up with the head of a of a of a merry-go-round horse in your head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is dead in your bed. I don't know. These carousels are highly flammable. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't want something to happen with you. Somebody deflated all the kickballs. <laughs> the mob's gonna get yeah. in there. The mob is gonna get in there. <laughs> yeah you're right man. i guess we just embrace it really that's what the unions seem to do yeah. anyway because they don't really fuck over the unions they use the power over the unions to fuck to get make money off other people like they say hey do you want you want the union you want the unions working on this uh construction you better buy the concrete from so and so uh otherwise the otherwise you're a non-union shop we're striking it you know so yeah they're not and, really fucking over the unions. They're fucking over other people. The only right. difference between the mob and actual <laughs> agents is that the mob uses violence. But everyone's doing this shit the mob did anyway. What do you think insurance companies are? It's the mob, <clears throat> except they kill you. Well, that's how the mob hey. formed is because they, these were people that couldn't really uh, rely on or communicate with the police. That's what the the initial aspect of the mafia was people who needed protections or loans that couldn't go to banks or the police, you know, and then it became not great, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I got I want to tell you guys about something for having me yesterday. Yesterday was one of the biggest days of my life. Uh, unless you want we have more on the children's union. I'm no, I'm, the, I'm, I'm excited for yesterday. How long's your story, Greg? Because I got I got 30 seconds that I forgot to tell. I only texted Greg this. Dude, yesterday on the podcast, when we were in the middle of I don't want to ruin it for those who don't uh who, who might subscribe to the Patreon, but we were in the middle of a fantastic sketch, I would say. Uh all improv, uh many different characters from times and places. But when I said uh, I think I just heard a gunshot. It was somebody. There was a shooting wow. thirty feet from my fucking door. Yeah, this whole street shut down. So I go. I think I heard a gunshot on the podcast. It was a gunshot, literally outside my window. Our podcast is evidence now, huh? Yeah, oh, gotta get those yes. cops to subscribe. Yeah, yeah. According to actually, ten dollars a month to be to hear this in court, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
that actually okay, might be real, <laughs> you might actually need to tweet them and be like, hey, we do have the audio recording of the gunshot. It's, it's not free. And then play, it but you free. have to play the whole podcast. Yeah, nah. the only way you get it is if you play the whole podcast of the court. I think they, I think they gave up. As far as I can tell, they shut down the street for a while and said, mm, no finding this guy and back to business as usual. No Brendan, audio if, evidence. If you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brendan, if you appear in court, you, at the end of your testament, you have to say, please watch, subscribe, yeah. uh, like, rate, and review. <laughs> smash that, <laughs> smash that review smash button that, before smash you that smash the door closed on that man for life in prison. Well, yeah. it's going to be very complicated in court because uh, they'll play the audio and they'll go, uh, is that George Harrison from the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going to go. Man, we've, yeah. got a, we've got a whole new case on our hands. Yeah. Somehow these guys are in touch with a couple of dead Beatles and uh, we know the exacts of Scottie Pippen's origin story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody called Scottie Pippen as a character witness. He was there. Uh, okay, Greg, now I interrupted your story to tell that. I just wanted to get that out there. What, what well, was the day yesterday? The day of days. We do. I do also want to point out that the thing about Brooklyn that I always laugh about, and I don't want to get too into the, Brendan, you can throw into this on however much you want, but uh, from people we known is that like you'd get these people who move to Brooklyn and they're trying not to be racist because they're like, I don't want to judge these towns, you know, but it's like, it's the ghetto. Okay. Like you can't say ghetto, but it's like when I was, I lived a block out of Newark and then we were going to Brooklyn, people were like, you're judging them by the way they look. It's like, no, 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 no. There is black people. And then there is Puerto Rican people. And then there is poor people who will kill you. And they, you have to have some kind of, uh, I feel like this is going somewhere weird. No, no, it's absolutely really right. Because it's, it's like two racist men. No, green, no, not no green. That's it. It's people who don't no, no. really live there or no, know yes. there's a difference in people. You're, no, you're absolutely right. Oh. Because I, it's, it's, it's exactly kind of what, uh me and amy got into yesterday is because i mean we're both liberal people but she's like ultra liberal and she's kind of like defending the 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 people of the neighborhood and i'm going and i'm going to her hey look i'm not making any judgment on the people of the neighborhood i'm judging the fact that a rapper got killed two blocks away last week, and now there's a gunshot outside my front door. Like I, yeah. no judgment on anyone. I'm telling you facts, and like yeah. I'm telling you, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a position where you get killed, and I got to tell your parents, oh yeah, there was a gunshot uh, last week. We just ignored that and stayed here, you know. And it's like yeah. I think I think me and you, like I told her, I was like when I when I first graduated college and hadn't got sober yet i lived in the ghetto in cleveland and i had a gun pulled on me and I, my friend and i saw a man get shot and i said when i got sober i said i'm never living in a situation like that again it's not a judgment on most of the people in the neighborhood it's just the facts of it's the bad neighborhood yeah it's the it's facts the of what's happening you know yeah. it's like it, it's not it's not the people it's like it's a few bad people and the fact that the cops aren't giving it the right attention and and it's like you can either live in your ideals of like no these it, these are good people like don't judge or you can live in reality where you're like yeah but there's people getting shot 
Yeah, yeah. So, bad people. That's yeah. not racist. It's a bad yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, no, right, right. So I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out anyway. what we're going to do. I think we're going to stay here because uh, I'm afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> bad neighborhood in that house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, worst neighborhood. So, man, I want to, I think you guys have dealt with this, but it's one of my favorite things. I had to do, uh, so. I, uh, I was watching Cuomo and they were like, oh, we're, we're caught up on everybody who needs to get health insurance or not health insurance, uh, unemployment. If you haven't got it, you know, they're like, it's because it's a scam or some shit. So I messaged one of the girl, the girl, the secretary of Cuomo. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't, you know, so then within 20 minutes, she messaged the Department of Labor messaged me and they're like, we're going to call you. Now, here's the thing about New York that I don't think a, people, a lot of people understand. All of the towns in New York, all the cities like Williamsburg, Astoria, like there's hipsters, it's cool people. But then when you deal with city job people, you get, <laughs> it's like coming into a tribe of untouched, like, it's like, whoa, you are still here? Like, like, like Native Americans walking around in like a headdress. You're like, how is this untouched? I get this guy, this city guy calling about unemployment and he goes... Hey, I gotta speak with I gotta speak with a uh, fucking Gregory. Like I swear, to God, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was just just Queens guy, just calling me like, yeah, I gotta get you an appointment. And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with this. And I'm trying to think of the exact words he said, but he was like, ah, yeah, this thing's all fucked up. Uh, I'm gonna fix this for you now. Hang on a second, right? And then he was like, um, he just kept going on. He was so like old school. Queens, he goes, uh, what did he say? Oh, this was the thing he goes. I goes, uh, I go, yeah, my name goes, you spell your name. I go, Greg Cora Luzo. He goes, Ricky's kid? And I went, no, no man. <laughs> he goes, I go, no, my dad's name is Joe. And he goes, ah, yeah, you don't seem like Ricky's kid anyway. Ricky, that guy was never funny. He said, you're a comedian, right? Yeah, no, Ricky, that guy was never funny. You funny? You got to be funny. And I'm like, just give it to me, buddy. I was like, I wanted to hit record on this conversation. <laughs> Would you guys ever deal with that when you think oh, absolutely to like the cops, the sanitation workers? Yes. They're like nineteen fifties Brooklyn people. Yeah, they're still here. You get them, you get exactly what you said. The sanitation workers, the firefighters, the cops. Um uh because uh, uh first of all, those jobs are uh hard, hard to get, very hard to get, and it's Nepotism. considered it's yeah there's huge nepotism and it's considered like if you're a guy that just moved here from ohio you're not becoming a cop you're not <laughs> you're, you're gonna be a firefighter fuck off like you you need your your great grandfather had to be a firefighter and it's a huge deal like i remember we were in john's we were in a and f one day and uh some guy came in and his kid had just got a a department of transportation job and like all the other guys in A and F go, ah, come here, Billy, and they're giving him a hug and shit because it's like mm. it's like a big deal because those city jobs are fucking crazy. You can retire when you're 45, full pension, like good pay. It's considered like a high end job, but what you're talking about, it still lives in these pockets. Like it lives in those jobs we talked about. It lives. I've said it before. It certainly lives on sports talk radio. You're not getting any yeah. Williamsburg guys calling into that. Get a yeah. listen to that, and you'll hear the real New Yorkers come out. Yeah, the real uh, New Yorkers, they don't live where the trains go. You know? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> go to Mazpeth. That's where you get yeah. the real yeah. fucking New Yorkers. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Guys yeah. Have been they there. don't. Totally, man. Like, eight cars in a driveway. Where you're, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? where you're just like, how the fuck are you getting around this town? Like, those yeah. are the kind of guys that are like, I never saw Ghostbusters. Because any real New Yorker. 
That's why the uh, New York Post is still going. I knew yeah. the real. I knew <laughs> the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I knew, yeah exactly. I, I, I knew them. Know. They weren't like this. Yeah, you want to talk Ghostbusters? I know ghosts. And they weren't named Slime. <laughs> yeah, I got a Jimmy the Fingered. I got Ricky <laughs> and a Slipstream. Those guys would fucking they they would bust in real ghouls if you know what I'm talking about. They didn't call them ghosts. They call them ghouls. <laughs> it's so funny like you you like because uh i mean you guys are a little closer to it than i am because you grew up in jersey obviously which is which is pretty new york adjacent but like even i would if, say that new york is jersey adjacent but right. rough on Google, go ahead mm-hmm. okay uh <laughs> but i mean i've been here you know 10 plus years and there's still neighborhoods they keep secret like I went to get my car fixed and all of a sudden I was just in a neighborhood. No trains came there. Mm, they yeah. had houses with yards and mm. just a bunch of Italians walking around. Yeah. It was just like, well, I don't know. I don't even think there's, I think they deliberately didn't name this place. Yeah. Like, I don't know where I am. This is just a part of Brooklyn where you are not fucking welcome yeah. if you're not it's a like, New Yorker. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like District 9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sammy, my mechanic, was like, you got to go pick up this part. I can't get it. And I go, all right. He goes, where? He goes, it's 427 Baytown. I'm like, what the fuck is Baytown? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's in between Williamsburg. It's, it's on the island. It's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, the, the, the people in Baytown are like those uppity cunts over at Bay Ridge. <laughs> They're not real New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Where are we yeah, on time? Yeah. I don't have a clock. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, we got ten minutes left. Nice, 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 nice. 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 Right, you know what I did? You know what I did last night? Uh, uh, me and Amy had a date night. We had some ordered some pizzas, a little treat, and uh, uh, in honor of Fred Willard's passing, I haven't seen this for years. I watched. Uh, I watched Waiting for Guffman. Mm-hmm. God damn, he's so funny. He's yeah. so, he is so yeah. funny. There's this one part where he goes, he's talking to Eugene Levy. Waiting for Guffman is where, like the community theater, Christopher Guest movie. You know, if you, for the listeners that don't know Christopher Guest, he's like best in show, um, uh, Waiting for Guffman. What are the other ones? Yeah, that's Mighty good. Wind. That's enough. What's that? Mighty Wind. Mighty Wind. What's Mighty Wind about? Uh, it's about like uh, a, f- a folk concert that like all these people performed in it, oh, and that oh, they're right. like it's like twenty right. years later or something like that. But I'm is I Spinal feel Tap like Christopher Guest. No, oh, it, yes. it always seems oh. like it is. It's not. <laughs> I think I guess, too. I, no, I it's <laughs> it, he might be in it, but it's not. He didn't direct it. Um. Uh. uh let's we see. Lost Brendan. No, I, I, I'm looking some. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking some stuff up. Uh, yeah, he was in Spinal Tap, but he didn't write Spinal Tap. Um, best in show, waiting for Guffman. I feel like I'm missing a big one. Yeah, that's all right. We could just just tell us your story. Think no, I got I got to know the big one. We'll just say Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, he was um, in, he was in Spinal Tap. He did not direct it. Um, Rob Reiner directed Spinal Tap, but anyway, right. uh, <laughs> uh, Fred, 
<laughs> compelling just, content. Just, you just broke. What happened? Yeah. We lost what do you mean that. I broke? I, the, I was the collection to... of Christopher Guest movies broke your mind. Yeah. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. My mind's <laughs> in, in one piece. Now, uh, I, all this, I was just going to say how great Fred Willard was. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. He was just so funny Sharp in that till movie. the end, too. Sharp till the end. Like, super yeah. till the very yeah. end. I thought he was, yes. No, I was just saying that's why I wish people like him would wear bulletproof vests, you know? Mm. Mm. (laughs) These school shootings have to stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was so funny. I always thought he was so funny in Anchorman. I thought that was like a small role that got overlooked with him. Mm, Just that one line alone, when he hangs up the phone and he goes, I don't even know where he got a bow and arrow. (laughs) (laughs) about his kid. That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I also just had my had in my mind a school shooting happening and some kid uh, under a desk on the phone being like, "You gotta get me out of here, Rick! You gotta get me out of here!" Just screaming at his agent. <laughs> Hang in there, kid. We'll use this. Hey, we're we're gonna use this. this. You'll, be, you'll be all over Kid Dateline. Just get yourself in front of a camera when they're out, okay? Take some of your. Yeah, look, they're dead. Put the blood on your face. All right, it's gonna make you look gay. <laughs> Piece of shit agents. These let me tell you, these kid agents are some of the biggest pieces of shit in the business. Oh, I bet, man, because uh, they're preying on the most innocent people. Yeah, and the, their kids. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the world. Yeah. Um, oh man, oh, go ahead. No, I had nothing. I, I got one last piece uh, of my day of yesterday because yesterday was one of the best days of my life. And then, so after all of that happened. Uh, I my phone just was going crazy. My phone yeah. like haywired. I was doing a thing called ghost touching, where it literally did one. I tried to unlock it. It then opened YouTube, started playing Dave Chappelle, and I couldn't turn it off. And I was like, well, all right. So I lowered down the volume. Then it called my ex girlfriend, and then it called Reese Waters, who I did a show with Ooh. 15 years ago. And I was Jeez. just like, I don't know what Reese Waters is gonna get a. And I couldn't because of ghost text. I couldn't hang up on it. So. I was just like, I think I'm talking. I think Reese is on the phone. And I was just trying to hang up. It was crazy. Wow. I was like, I barely know him. I mean, my, 15 years ago, I, we had a bunch of conversations. But I don't even know what he's up to. Uh, so anyway, I got on the phone with Apple for six hours. That's what you have to do now because all the Apple stores are closed. Yeah. Uh, it was doing this crazy thing that was known online. was a problem. First, I'm, on, I'm sorry, two hours was AT&T. Were these guys heroes because they don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> we are going to try to. I'm literally on Google watching the guy. He telling me the things I'm reading, and I'm like, "You're just googling this." I'm <laughs> looking at. I was starting to say his word. I go, and then maybe we do a hard reset. And he was like, "Yeah, hard reset." I go, "I'm on the same website as you. <laughs> you know, better to give than I do." Uh, then uh, he's like, "Hey man, why don't you call Apple?" I was like. Yeah, I should have called. Why did I not call you? I call Apple. Uh, she then says it's a known issue and that they're going to replace the phone for free. Hmm. And then says after an hour and a half, because we have to like do all this shit to like get them to set it. it was crazy. She goes, oh, um, when I said before we we're going to do for free, I misspoke. We're actually not going to. It's actually going to be uh, $1,200 or something to get a new phone. And I went, no, 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 we're not doing that. You told me it's free. We're doing it for free. And she goes, there's just nothing. I said, huh, it's okay. It's okay. You said a thing. It's okay. It's not what we're doing. You're saying we're not going to do. And in, my, in front of my hands, I saw, say you're an essential worker. 
Say you're a nurse, you lost a bunch of patients. Say you lost your brother to COVID. And I'm like, which one of these cards am I going to pull next? Right? Like, which one of these? She goes, okay, so there's nothing I could do. And I said, so here's what I want you to do. Do me a favor. And this is the best way to go out. I said, do me a favor. Just do me a favor. You seem like a nice lady. Go talk to your boss. Tell her you told me it was thing and you got to do it. And she goes, I don't, I go, just go do that. <laughs> she gets her boss. Boss comes on the line another hour and a half of her just time putting and then says and they eventually were like okay we're going to send you a box but the way they do it now is you have to pay twelve hundred dollars for them to send you a phone and then when you send your phone back they refund it which is like apple's balls that they just think anybody just has twelve hundred dollars ready to go. I said, I got to ask my wife. I end up get Tita's credit card. I was like, I don't have a credit card. I don't have $1,200 ready to blast. So uh, Tita had to put on her credit card and she's just, Tita's screaming at me, you know, because we're all done phones off six hours of stress. And then Tita just walks over and goes, did you get any of that in writing? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> what am I going to do? Call them back and be like, I, like, I didn't get it in writing. But now she's just like, she always knows when to like find the flaw. <laughs> At the worst possible, like six hours on the phone, five or six hours on the phone. And then she just goes, yeah, did you, I hope you got in writing because I don't think we should do it if you didn't get in writing. And I go, uh, you just, we bought a $1,200 phone. <laughs> so, yeah, not as much, you know, that's all I had to It's add like, a, it's like a hostage situation. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I get yeah. it. They're trying to stop people from keeping a working phone and getting it, like defrauding them. I yeah. get that. But still, that's crazy. Like, send me $1,200. You'll get it back when I get yeah. it. Like, it's like, what the fuck is this? A Liam Neeson yeah. movie? Just give me the fucking phone. My phone's broke. You, you, you're listening to it. Why don't you fucking go in and hear my call with Reese Waters, you piece of shit? Yeah. They had another option. Their other op they did, so they do have another option. They go where they're like, you, we mail you a box, you mail your phone, then we mail you a phone box. But that takes up to three weeks. So you just like, so I can't be in this virus without a phone yeah, for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like this is my entire career. Yeah. What's barely holding on by the thread. It will be over if we do that. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I also, I'd like to backtrack uh, track a little bit on how crazy it is in the day and age we live in. I don't know if it's amazing or shitty or what, but it's just like, Oh, your unemployment's not working? Maybe go on the website for a while. And it's like, nah, actually, the solution is to uh, tweet at Andrew Cuomo's uh, mm. a top aide. Uh, and that's the only way you get it done. Yeah. You, literally, you literally tweet at the fucking governor's aide. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll call you now. We'll yeah. call you now because you tweeted at the fucking secretary of Andrew Cuomo. Well, you have to be honest, with you, it's not even the thing of like pub bad publicity. It's the thing of there's so much bullshit in the middle that you right. just have to skip right over it because I did that. And then I know Graham K was also having a problem with unemployment. And I was like, dude, do this. He texted me two hours later and goes, they fixed it for me. So literally, I hate to say it, but the best way to get any of this done is to just tweet at your governor or and don't say the governor because the governor's got too many followers the governor's secretary because she's got less followers mm -hmm. and she'll fucking get to it. That's what I, happened. Well, anytime I have any problem with like construction on my street or anything like that, I call directly 
the assistant to the secretary general of the UN. Uh, <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy. And I, and he goes, this is, sir, this is the United Nations. I go, last time I checked, I live in a nation and this street is in a goddamn nation. Now let's get united. And he, he helps me out every time man. cleared it out. He got alternate side parking fixed up for me. Dude, wow. these people are like, you know, when you have comedians who, there are people like, hey, will you do my podcast? And they, they answer immediately. And they're like, I can't believe we got you. It's like, yeah, that's how a lot of these people are. It's like, yeah, hey, you can get the secretary to Cuomo. Not a lot of people are, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, she's not filled day with, uh, with Judd Apatow meetings. You know what I mean? Like you can get, <laughs> yeah. you can get a lot yeah, of these yeah. people if you yeah. just go two steps down or one step right. down. And they're right. still pretty important. It's funny. Yeah, and they probably feel great to help. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It's funny because like uh, years and years ago, before I did comedy, I tweeted like uh, a joke, kind of a shitty joke uh, about Doug Benson. And I like used his handle in it, you know? Um, yeah. It was just mainly about like making fun of people who, who make a big deal of smoking weed at 420. You know, like it's like, it's like just smoke weed all the time. You know, like yeah, yeah. You grow mm -hmm. up, you're an adult. Like, but, uh, and he like, and at the t time, I was a big fan of Doug Love's movies, and he, like, angrily tweeted back at me. And I remember being shocked, like, he reads this? Like, well, this is crazy. But it's like, yeah, of course he reads. Like, it, there, there yeah. aren't, like, he's just a comedian, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. I'm like, this guy's a huge celebrity. He won't see this. I'll make this tweet. And then it's like, no, of course he saw that. Probably remembers it. You probably can't do Doug Love's movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a there. So I don't really want to talk too much about it because I kind of forgave this kid in my own way. There was a kid. There was a guy who commented a really shitty thing on my YouTube, uh, on my YouTube video, and I was like, "This is really fucking mean, right?" And then I looked and saw he was a stand-up comedian, and I was like, "Oh, this kid's a fucking comedian." And then I found out he was in the Rad Dude Cast After Dark page, and then realized he was a kid I was doing. Like I went on his Instagram. I was like, I was like trying to support him and be nice to him. And then I was like, I mean, I just kind of like let it go. But I was like, oh, I remember you, man. You said something really fucking mean to me. And he's like, he was a big fan. So it was like, I guess he just didn't know that was like, don't be mean to people. You know what I mean? Or he was trying to make his fucking bones off of going after a big guy. But I remember. And now I was like, after I was like, I stopped kind of interacting with him. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to interact with you anymore, man. You said a really fucking mean thing to me, and I remembered who you were. He hears this now. He knows who he is. Thanks for paying to listen to the. Oh, this is a free episode. Nah, whatever. It's a free episode. Did <laughs> <laughs> you not have said that? I don't know. You guys got quiet. Should I not have said that? No, <laughs> man. No, I think. Like, I think. Listening. You know what? I think sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm on his side. No, man. I was just listening. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I think what happens is like as very minor public figures people do think like they think it's open season, you know, like they yeah. think you're sort of, uh, I mean, same thing I did to Doug Benson. They did. You think like, ah, fuck, like it's nothing to them. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of bulletproof. They won't even probably see this or read this or care when it's like, no, we're people, we are people, yeah. you know, and we're also not uh, clearly we're not, uh, celebrity like mega celebrities uh clearly and anthony uh according to blind mike is but uh <laughs> oh we're doing a podcast on wednesday 
yeah. I'm just glad you brought that up, Brenda. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think it's like, yeah, no, we're just people. Like, if you say mean stuff, I see it, you know? Like, I see yeah. it. And I don't like it. It makes me feel hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I think that we're all also gotten good at, like, knowing how to, like, deflect and not let it in. But sometimes when you find out that it's like, oh, you were a fan of ours, it feels a little more personal because – our, especially our fans i feel like are more like family you know they're like they're like friends a little bit and you're like oh you talk to them and whatever and then when one of them turns on you you go man i trust I, I like if you're just a guy on youtube i don't care but if you're like a guy in the rad dude after dark page it's like i kind of trusted you a little bit i kind of trusted yeah. you i gave you i give them a little bit i I, like, I, th I think i, I know like obi-wan i think i know who you're talking about and i like this uh kid a lot I would, I would urge you to give him a second chance. I think he oh, probably no, no. thought he it was not clear with. Whoa, what was that? Was it urge? Was that your like? No, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 definitely urge. No, and I did give this kid a second chance. I've yeah. kind of like he doesn't. Know, well, his second chance was I never brought it up to him, and I was yeah. never like, yeah, dude, I saw this shit. Um, and his second chance was that like I was like chatting with him on his Instagram once and being like, oh man, you're really talented. This is really good. And I was like, yeah, man, it's, and it's you know like. I'll say this too. I watched his stand up and I was like, oh, he's got potential. He's not bad. He's, no, he's good. I know who you're talking right. about. He's new. He's new in and he's very good for how uh, new he is. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you learn. Like I learned after yeah. that Doug Benson thing where I was like, oh, that's a guy. And that was shortly before I got into stand up, but I knew I was going to want to get into stand up. And it's like, oh, yeah, don't insult my colleagues. You know, yeah. like. Also, I don't remember people. what he's funniest part i have no idea what he said i can't remember because i erased the comment but yeah but i remember to hurt my feelings look anyway, at anthony's sorry. posture anthony yeah, just turned completely sideways he's ready to jump <laughs> out of his chair uh, right. thank you guys for listening be sure to rate review and subscribe uh, i think that's it right